0: Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to part two of our running back ranks. We did part one on the other day. Go check that out on... All the places you can find us, but go to youtube.com slash fantasyfootballprofit. You can see our videos there. We have that episode up as well. So make sure you guys go check that out. So we're going to jump into running back ranks real quick. But, I mean, first off, I mean, people are just trying to, like, haunt me. They're being mean, Jeff, on Instagram. One of our relegation leagues, Clark, just randomly decided to post a, pic, a video of Aaron Rodgers throwing a Hail Mary against the Lions a couple years ago <laughs> and saying this is for Craig and Jeff. <laughs>
1: Oh, you dick! <laughs> I mean,
0: come on, that's just mean. That's a terrible play to remember. I mean, show the show the Phantom Face Mask before that. Oh, I mean, you knew as a Lions fan once that happened, that was going to be a Hail Mary. Probably going to complete it. Yep. yeah. I mean, Clark, come on, man. That's pretty, that. Uh... I mean, at least they didn't show the oh the trouble with the snap play from Michigan, Michigan State.
1: Well, that only affects one of us. That's one of the greatest I, sporting moments of my
0: life. I just happened to see that the other day on Facebook randomly. Why? Why that's showing up in twenty twenty? In twenty twenty is bad enough. Why do I need to see? No,
1: I would love <laughs> it. Almost, I mean, I would not love it, but it would be it'd be interesting to become a meme because of that game, right? You have that kid, that, yeah, yeah, that's, holding yeah, his head. Yeah. it would be very interesting.
0: Well, that's what it was. It was that picture and said, "Describe what just happened." <laughs> yeah. That was rough. This, I don't even know how many years, later is this? I don't even know how many years later. Four years later at this point, it's still rough, man. This is a Michigan fan. I'm sure you still think it's a great memory. I do. So Amazing. About the worst moment. I sat there in silence for <laughs>
1: a long time. I was in Ann Arbor, actually, when that went down. Oh, how'd that go? I, well, to their credit, they were very nice about it because we lost our minds. We were running around the bar. Like a bunch of idiots and you hooligans. Yeah, they were uh they were cool about it. I mean, they were they were hurting. But hurt. we've been there. Who hasn't been there, right?
0: I don't know how many people have actually been there, to be honest with you. That's a pretty rough, rough moment there. It doesn't really happen that often. I mean, all you gotta do is just get the ball just punt the ball away and the game ends. I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, that has to be one of the like, is there a worse loss in a rivalry game? I'm not sure if there is. I mean, you would have to go back to, like, one of the other, like, crazy I, endings, right? It would be, uh, like, the band on the field or, or you know, I fl- uh, want say Flacco. It's like, um, rough, man. Yeah. It's rough.
0: Yeah, it's rough. That's all yeah. I got to say. All
1: right. Anyway. Let's go to running back rankings
0: in 2020, not talk about 2016 uh, college football. So we're going to go 16 through 30 here. We'll jump off. We'll just start the list right away. Le'Veon Bell, 16. He was actually 13th for you. He's 19th for me, so a little further down. But we are still both of us are ahead, I believe, on consensus for him. So consensus wise, he's twentieth, and ADP he's nineteen. So I'm right on target with ADP. You're you're just a bigger fan of him right now, and if, I mean, yeah, if if Bell jumps back to being Le'Veon Bell, you're
1: in good shape. Which he could. We, yeah, I don't see any reason not to either. And the thing I love about Le'Veon Bell and the reason I'm going to get him in so many different leagues is because first of all, the 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 amount of carries was there. Right, he had 245 rushes last year. You're going to get Darnold back. I've seen him improve. I'm not like bolstering uh, Darnold to say, hey, draft him. But I think he will be better than last year. I think he will improve. And I think that helps Le'Veon a ton. I think it's going to be, you know, symbiotic. They need each other. He throws a lot to Bell. Bell catches a lot. And pretty much if he improves at all, I mean, he was already, what, a borderline uh, running back to last year. I think he finished as like 21st. Um you know, 245 rushes and he didn't quite hit 800 yards. He was uh, yards per average, 3.2. He only ran in three touchdowns. All these numbers can improve drastically and it wouldn't be that crazy. And on top of that, they need him. So if you're telling me he can have as bad of a production last year and get almost be running back 20, so serviceable, you can definitely use him in your lineup. And more than likely, he is going to improve on that. I mean, you're looking at a guy that if he has a good year, not even a great year, a good year, he will be in a position where he could end up in the top ten possibly if he stays healthy. And I really do believe in the pieces kind of coming together. And I think Le'Veon is the uh just a clear cut reason why all that would happen.
0: He's really I don't think he's gonna have that much competition. I know gore's there, but I mean
1: No, I wasn't gonna say that not that. that.
0: All right, let's go to 17, jump over 17. Chris Carson is 17. He was uh, 17 for you, 16 for me. They did sign Carlos Hyde. Rashad Penny looks like he's going to start the year on the, the pup list. He had a pretty bad ACL tear, um, and that happened later in the year. He's not going to probably be relevant this year. I like Penny, but that's hard. He's not going to be relevant. It's really going to be probably Chris Carson's backfield, and – it's not the most exciting pick in the world, but I think it's a very solid pick. And I again, he gets overlooked, and he gets overlooked every year because it seems to me like they always wanted to replace him. They wanted Penny, you know. They wanted like, and they, they not they're not like they want Hyde to replace him. They just need some depth. I mean, mainly because of Penny not being there. But I mean, Carson just very solid. He's been very solid for two years. Last year, twelve hundred yards. Year before, eleven 1, hundred yards, twenty catches, and then thirty-seven last year. Touchdowns nine and seven. He's a solid player. I don't think he's a great player. I don't think he's that far above average as a player i think he's above average but he's not like you know i tell you at running back when we get to some of these guys we're going to get to towards the end of the today's list some of them can be replaced no problem and it starts to happen at running back and some guys can jump into that spot and carson i think is one of those guys but he has the spot right now so because of that i think it's it's a solid rb2 but i don't love it there's other guys i want more Uh,
1: and i fall into this camp as well where i i Kind of downgrade him for... And I don't have a really good reason for it. I don't know why. He's I he's just, just
0: not as elite of a talent, you feel like, as right. some of these other players around him.
1: But he is in Seattle, even when Penny was there. Penny mm-hmm. was young. You don't really know. But it was definitely his backfield still. They do run a lot. The last year, he had 278 carries, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, you know, you throw in 37 receptions on top of that. It, I mean, I, I, I look... I try to check myself on this a little bit because I I do feel like I always downgrade Chris Carson, but I don't know why he's going to have a good year. I know he will. And when he comes
0: to me, I'm like. It's his his fumbles worry me because I always feel like he's going to get replaced if he keeps fumbling the ball, but he hasn't yet.
1: I was going to say, he hasn't. And also, I mean, was that last year that he had those problems? Oh, yeah, Yeah. it was last year. He had seven of
0: them. Yeah, he fumbles the ball. That's my worry with him. That's why I thought Penny was going to overtake that at some point. And Penny was playing. He was looking good. And then, you know, injury. And Hyde's not that great, so he has nothing to worry about there.
1: No, he's he's still capable of spelling it. And you know they're going to run a lot, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the whole thing. 275 the year before that, 247. He has similar numbers. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. But I don't know. Chris Carson, he's always better than I think he's going to be. Yep. But that's why he shows up here.
0: All right. 18 is going to be Leonard Fournette. He was 20 for you, 17 for me. So Fournette's interesting because he was a highly drafted player who – we believe is very talented
1: i don't think there's any doubt about right? that
0: his career yards per carry is 4 i don't like try to look into that that much cuz they just throw him, they just run him into the line he had 4 points. yesterday last year was his first year over 4 yards per carry he had 1152 yards only 3 touchdowns didn't didn't get a receiving touchdown but he did catch 76 balls last year which is kind of surprising
1: First of all, that's great news. And we talked about this. And the other thing is he finally was able to play almost a full season. Like, coming out of college, and it's crazy because he looks like he's damn near 80, but, like, he's only going to be 25. He's Mm -hmm. still a very young back. And coming out of LSU, he had ankle injuries, like leg injuries and and things of that nature because he ran so hard. Um, The first year he played 13 games, then he only played eight. And last year he got, you know, 15 games worth, and he rushed the ball 265 times, and he caught – uh, you know, what was it? I'm already lost my place on it. But 70, whatever it was, 76. 76, yeah. So, yeah, so they're giving him a ton of work, and they should because he is the best weapon they have on that offense. DJ Chark finally trying to establish, you know, the wide receiver game. But this guy is a freak athlete. He really is, and if they can keep him healthy, he will do great things. The other thing that does worry me about him and is completely off the field was – the things he kind of like, he, he always throws out little digs almost, it feels yeah. like. like. Either he knows what he's doing and he's just kind of, you know, hitting a nerve with maybe he's not happy there. Or he has no idea and he keeps saying stuff that's going to get him in trouble with yeah, the I just, front office.
0: Something about the whole situation doesn't feel great. And I think that's the only worry with it. Um, but this could be, this is a player that, this could, this could be a steal at this point. It really could end up being that. I just don't have a lot of confidence in it and that's why he's where he is. It's just the confidence isn't there. I don't have it. Um, and I don't know how good this offense is going to be. So that's another worry. I don't know if they're going to be good. And it's hard to put players on bad offenses that are just going to run the ball right into the
1: line. Yeah, especially when you're, yeah. you're, you're that physical of a back and you're only able to get into the end zone three times, yeah, period. That's, it, it definitely throws a red flag as far as what the offense is doing. Yeah. And w- what has necessarily changed about that from last year? Not much. No. All right, number 19. That's where we find Jonathan Taylor,
0: the rookie. He is 21 for you, 18 for me. If there was no Marlon Mack there, this is a different story because Taylor's extremely talented player and he would be way up the board. But Mack is there. And Mack, obviously they believe Taylor is going to be better than Mack, right? You don't go draft Taylor probably. If you're, you know, if Mack's your guy completely. But Mack's also not a bad running back. There's no reason to not use Mack. And because of that, Mack's going to play. That's why Taylor is stuck at this point for me. I... I just can't see the scenario where Mac doesn't play and doesn't, you know, have a. That's how NFL teams work. This is you have two. You can have two running backs. Not everybody does, but it works with a couple of running backs. And I wish we just knew for sure Taylor was going to be this sure thing and be the guy. Because man, this is some value now, though. You can get if if he became just the guy, but. Can't rank it that way right now.
1: No, I'm not ready to rank it that way quite yet. He does have a lot of wear and tear on the tires as far as how many carries he was getting in college. It shouldn't affect him the first couple of years. He should should be good to go. But He should be fine. I mean, Marlon Mack
0: ran the ball 247 times last year for 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. That's just not going to completely go away.
1: No. and Well, I, I like this too because it does feel like they're making the right moves. If you're an Indianapolis fan, I would be like, yes, what we have to do is we have to take advantage of that awesome line we have. And now you Mm -hmm. go and get Rivers, who is a veteran quarterback. But in my mind, I think he is regressing a little bit. But he can still make smart decisions if, you know, it's not in his hands to throw a million touchdowns. So you can run the ball a lot. What do you do? You go out and get another very talented running back that you can pair with Marlon Mack, who is very, you know, is a good running back. And now you can just run all day and take the life out of these teams. And then you finally give, you know, a reason for Rivers to, you know, Pretend to hand it off, throw it down the field, and do what he does so well. And on top of that, just to, you don't have a whole lot of things to go over because he's a rookie. But and I don't always go to combine stats, but with the production he had in Wisconsin being so high, I think it is something to say. Okay, he's a big back. Like, is he really NFL ready? Is it or was he just overly you know physical? Could he just run over people? Mm-hmm. No, he's also fast. I mean, the guy was 219 pounds. right? he's a big guy, 71 inches tall, whatever that is. I wish I would have <laughs> be looking at a different, at a different. Uh, but he's almost six feet tall, and um, he's he, what? What was the inches? 71.
0: Okay, I guess five eleven. <laughs> yeah,
1: All right. almost, almost six feet tall. And uh, his 40 yard dash was 4.39. Yeah. So he is fast too. I mean, he is outrunning a lot of these other running backs. So not only can you be physical and run over people. But you have straightaway speed, and he has much more much more agility than a, a larger back of yep. that nature should have. Let's go number twenty.
0: This is where we have probably our this is our biggest difference in a player in the in the 15 through 30. But it's not because we don't like I don't like him. Devin Singletary. So you have him all the way up at 16. And I still have him down at 24. I haven't jumped him as much. Um and I I do like Devin Singletary. We've talked about Devin Singletary a lot. He is consensus wise. Consensus ranks. He's twenty fifth. ADP. He's going twenty second. So I'm actually slightly lower than him on ADP, which is surprising to me. I liked I like Devin Singletary, but you just love Devin Singletary a lot more. And but I mean I've picked him up in a lot of drafts because he I've been able to get him as my like running back two sometimes. by when I'm waiting, I've done that in right. a couple. Of, I waited and waited, and he was still there.
1: And, and so and I like Singletary. I, I think I want you know I would wait on him a little bit longer because I know I can. Yep. But. I mean, looking at the people behind him, and uh, once again, I'll be completely mm-hmm. forthright when it comes to Chris Carson. I always downgrade him a little bit, but he shows up after him. Um, Alaire shows up after him, just because I'm I was waiting to find out kind of mm-hmm. how that shook out, and then like people like uh, Leonard Fournette, which you know, yeah. J- Jonathan Taylor, so uh, Mark Ingram, thing people that also have another back there. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe that Zach Moss is is a tandem back with him. I think he is there in order to make sure that you have another back, yep. right? You, you'll take, what, 20% of the snaps, 25, whatever, maybe 30. Um, but he can do it all. We've we've talked about him kind of ad nauseum. But I think he's a very good back, and I, I love him in close, close spaces. I, I think that he is incredibly talented when it comes to finding the hole, hitting it, and getting a lot more yardage than you should out of it. And Josh Allen is not at a place where he's going to be able to win games throwing. He has to run himself. So I think they're going to use him a lot. I think people are overlooking him quite a bit. And even at 16, I think that is still pretty good value. Yep.
0: All right. Number 21 for us is going to be Mark Ingram. He's your 19th. He's my 22nd. And I start to think sometimes maybe we're underrating Mark Ingram now. You know, I I was saying he's going to be the fall off guy. But there's no guarantee in that. And he only had 200 carries last year. That's all he had. He turned that into a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. He caught five touchdowns with only 29 catches or 26 catches The, you know, the workload doesn't have, might not even go down that much because his workload wasn't crazy. It, it's, you know, it might go down slightly, but I think JK Dobbins is going to take obviously more away from Gus Edwards. They're just going to run the ball though a lot. That's what this team wants to do. And that's what they're going to do. So maybe Mark Ingram starts to become more of a value. Because of that, it just, it's going to depend though. We'll, we'll wait and see. I don't know how this is all going to play out, but I do like when he's not going, he's not too crazy in the ranks. Like he's 23rd consensus. He's going 21 in ADP. The value is not bad anymore. It really isn't. And if you can get Ingram, if you can go pair that with Dobbins a couple of rounds later, feel pretty solid about that. And, you know, I think, I think we could have been underrating Ingram a little bit. Just anticipating that downfall before it actually happens.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I actually, I'm starting to wonder that myself and I get it if you're going to say that the the touchdowns could decline and that would actually affect him. It would, right? I mean, he ran in 10, he caught five. He had 15 touchdowns total. And I do think that J.K. Dobbins will be a stud. Yep. I don't know if he'll be this year. Probably not. But the thing I do know, and when I'm looking at this, first of all, Ravens run it almost more than anyone. I don't know if 200 attempts is out of the question. And on top yeah. of that, Gus Edwards, who is the, okay, he was the second running back with a third amount of rushes on the team because of Lamar. Right. He had 133. So a lot of those good dobbins right, right. there. Right. So like, what does that do for Ingram? And I, and then you go to Justice Hill. He had 58. Mm-hmm. I, I, there is a world where everyone is overlooking Mark Ingram. I have not put him up my ranks yet. I'm still, I'm, yeah, I'm, still I'm, trying to figure it out in my head of which way I think this is going to go. But if we still believe in Lamar and we still believe in this offense's ability to run the ball. Yep. Then I think we are downgrading Mark Ingram a little too much. I we, we might be, yeah.
0: So I think the value on him is pretty decent. All right, twenty-two. It's Melvin Gordon. He was your twenty-second player, my twenty-first. So with Gordon, it's just kind of the unknown. He's going to Denver. Philip Lindsay is there. Philip Lindsay will play. It's not. That's not going to go away. And Gordon really wasn't good last year. I mean, he wasn't. He, he. I mean, he held out, and then he just never came around. He had six hundred twelve yards in those twelve games, three point eight yards per carry. And he's, he's been a good back, I would say, but he really hasn't, I mean, I think his touchdowns have, have skewed us in fantasy where we've really, really think he's even better than he is. Cause remember year one, he didn't get any touchdowns. That was the big thing. And then year two, he gets 10 or, you know, 12 total. And then he had another 12, then he had 14. So he was twelve, twelve, 12, 12 and 14. He was really boosting his numbers off touchdowns. He's only had 1000 yard season. He's only had one season that he was above 3.9 yards per carry. So those are just worries I have. And it doesn't always work when players change teams. It worked for Mark Ingram, but it didn't work for obviously Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't always work. I would say probably more often than not free agents. It just doesn't work in the NFL as much. Um, And I don't know, but again, saying all that, I think this is a good spot to get Melvin Gordon though, because you can get him as maybe your third and maybe he does become the guy and you're in a pretty good shape. I just don't have all the confidence that that's going to happen right now. And it's going to be kind of a split thing, probably, just like it was last year with Lindsay and Freeman. Why would they do any different? Probably be Lindsay and Gordon. And Freeman's still on the team, right? He might even get a couple carries. He's not any good, though, but there. So Gordon, 22. Yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> all right, 23. James Connor, 25 for you and 20 for me. So James Connor's interesting.
1: Okay, he's another one that, um, I, I, once again, I'm kind of waiting to find out what happens to Pittsburgh a little bit more. I Here's another one that I believe that I'm undervaluing a little bit right now. I hear a lot
0: of James Conner, like, h- slight hype lately. It's weird. It's been a weird thing.
1: I think when, when he's ranked this low, I think it's yeah. easy to get, like, really excited about a guy. When he plays, he was he was doing very well. But I don't know if this offense will ever be quite the same as that initial push than, when they had, right? And on top of that, when he played last year, they had to run the ball. Um, When you have Big Ben back, if he's healthy, there's a lot of what-ifs in this offense. I mean, even why I backed off on Juju a bit, which I think is a very talented player. James Conner, and (laughs) I'll let you kind of go into it, but I mean, do I like him as a football player? Yes. Do I like him as a person? Probably even more. But is he anything special? I'm not sold still. I don't think he's special.
0: But I don't think he's special at all. Here's, though, I guess with the Steelers is I think Tomlin. Tomlin likes to just have a guy, right? So remember the days... I mean, obviously, Le'Veon Bell was... Le'Veon Bell's. he was a special player. So it's it's hard to really, I guess, say that, you know, of course, they're going to use Le'Veon Bell. But remember how they had D'Angelo Williams there? And remember, what, D'Angelo Williams actually got a shot. And he was great, actually. And then as soon as Bell came back, Williams just went back to nothing. And he could play. That wasn't like... He that 2015, he had 907 yards and eleven touchdowns in and only 200 carries. He was good. But as soon as uh as soon as Bell's there again, he didn't play at all. And if that just seems to be like the Tomlin way of doing things before okay, before LeVeon Bell. Because okay, you know, we said that sure, Le'Veon Bell's gonna get all the carries in the world. But the year before LeVeon Bell, you had um, let's see here. Or Rashad Mendenhall was right before that. Remember oh, yeah. Mendenhall? Yeah. He was getting all the carries there too. He had two forty two, three twenty four, and two twenty eight. He played, he got a lot of carries in those three seasons with Tomlin. And then the years before, those two years before Mendenhall, it was Willie Parker. And Willie Parker had...
1: Was that Tomlin back then too? Yes, it was. So in
0: in his final two seasons, um, Tomlin's first two seasons was Parker. He had 321 and 210, it looks like here.
1: 321 carries?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. 321 carries in Tomlin's first season. So for the most part... Tomlin's had a guy, right. And it's just been that guy. And it seems to be kind of what happens. Right. And I think if he has a healthy James Conner, he's just going to want a guy again. And that's the one back. And that's, I can see that start. I could, I could see that happening. I can see a scenario where it is just James Conner and he is the one getting all the, all, all the work and maybe we underrate him then because of that maybe maybe we do maybe we are underrating him because of that fact that if he is just a true workhorse and well
1: if he is Tomlin's history shows that he's gonna have a workhorse if he is gonna be a true workhorse where would he fall on your list then or is 20 so
0: pretty pretty good for you i guess if i guess i would probably have to put him ahead of um for now bell just because bell for me bell eh, i had a taylor for sure probably had a cart he probably just he probably is ahead of some of these guys He probably he'd probably jump all the way to like he's like 16 17 yeah. range he, he just probably would be if i knew more about his health. this isn't the play i think you could put a lot of players in that situation and be good i don't love the player that much yeah. but i think the situation can be good and he's good enough he'll be good enough
1: yeah and i think those are the two that i i'm as i stare at you know i don't feel bad like we'll get to like cam acres and stuff yeah. i don't feel bad for undervaluing them but those two guys james connor and then uh Ingram, both of those guys. I, as I'm looking, I'm like, man, I. When it becomes apparent what is going mm-hmm. on, I will, I will shift it up. But right yep. now, I, they worry me a little bit. All right, number twenty four,
0: David Johnson. We both had him twenty three. So David Johnson, I guess I've said it a few times. My worry is that he's done, and he started last year actually pretty decent. He had a pretty good start to last year. Then he got injured. He never could come back. He looked. I just. For some reason, I remember it was one play in my mind. I remember watching the game, and he was just—he was so slow. He was just so slow. It was unreal. And I'm like, I saw that play. My like, wow, David Johnson is just done. And the Cardinals thought that too. And that's when Drake just took over. And I'm—I'm I'm not positive he's not done, but he's gonna get the chance, all the chances in the world. Again, this is another situation where he should be the just the guy there, right? Duke Johnson's the only one probably behind him. So it should be David Johnson's show if he can play. We're underrating him if he can play. I'm just not sure he
1: can play. Yeah, I don't feel bad about this one. Uh, he is going to be the guy there. He hasn't been good since, like, 2016, I feel no, like. No, <laughs> no. And, I mean, the, the thing, too, is, I mean, Carlos Hyde was very playable. He was. And I mean, he, every every back that has been there has been useful.
0: I would say David Johnson should be as good as Carlos Hyde was last I year, right? I would think. Yeah. So but maybe not, we are slightly, again, could be undervalued. Could be
1: undervaluing him. I do have to say, though... The games I saw of him as well, I thought the same thing. And maybe he he was really hurt, but he he did not look good.
0: No, I I agree. But, hey, this isn't a bad spot to risk it. So he'll be your third.
1: Yeah, and he's a true starter too, which is good.
0: All right, 25th for us is Raheem Mostert. He was your 24th, my 26th. Looks like the little contract stuff got cleared up. He's good to go. But that doesn't clear up the fact that I think the Niners are going to use other running backs. Tevin Coleman's not going away. I can see Jarek McKinnon playing. You never know Jeff Wilson might show up. So I'm just not sold on it because I just don't see the Niners just having one guy. That's where I'm at with yeah. him. I just yep. can't see them having just one true guy. He's he should be the lead guy. I just don't have him I don't see them having one true guy.
1: Yeah. And that's why I have him here. I think he will be the lead, you know, quote unquote. Yeah. But, but I use I think guy. The, yeah, I think they'll use three running backs. Mm-hmm. I think they will figure it out in, in the way to do it. I think he will have some really
0: productive he, games. He will. He'll have some big games and You know, he'll jump up ranks. I think he might
1: be up and down, which, you know, is obviously consistency should, you know, be put into this list as well. And I think that's why he gets hurt by it. All
0: right. 26th for us is uh, Darius Geis. My guy, Darius Geis, 27th for you. He does come in at 25 for me. So I'm not going too crazy with my actual rank of Darius Geis because that's still, I think, though, higher than we are, I believe, higher on him than some, but not too crazy anymore. So his consensus rank is 30 now. So he's slightly gone up and his ADP actually has risen a bit to 27 now. So he's not getting, he was for a while there, he was like 32, 33 in that range. He's kind of gone up a little bit. I just can't get him ahead of like, so the guys that he's directly behind on my list that I can't get him ahead of right now would be, um, so he's once probably had Devin Singletary. Can't do that. Um, then there's David Johnson. I'm not ready to do that because David Johnson does have all the workload then it's Mark Ingram, it's Melvin Gordon, it's James Conner, it's Le'Veon Bell. I'm just not, I can't have him ahead of those guys as much as I like him. I can't yeah. just throw him there. So that's why Geist comes in 25 for me, but 26 overall for us. I think it's a good value pick though. All right, here we go. Two rookies, 27, 28, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. Uh, you had Akers 26, I had him 28. Swift was 29th for both of us. So Akers should have the most opportunity. He should have, I think Swift is a better back. I think Akers is going to have a little more opportunity right away.
1: I agree. I, I think that, and let me see how to think about this quick. But, yeah, I think Cam Akers, what I saw from Henderson, you know, they were kind of like, is he going to be the guy? Is he going to step in? Is he going to take he, it away he, from Gurley? He, he didn't really do anything. So I, I have to believe that Cam Akers is going to be the guy there. I think DeAndre Swift, even though I do think he's a better back, I think that, um, and uh, I'm blanking on his name. Help me out. <laughs> Malcolm Brown? No, oh, no, no. no. Detroit. About? Oh, Detroit. Kerryon Johnson. on Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that on Johnson, even though I think he's established himself yeah. as being a good back, I think it's more about the health issue that, that they'll, they'll be 50-50 where I think yeah. Cam Akers could actually be the lead back.
0: You can't trust Carrion to be the guy, and that's why they had to go get somebody else's. Swift is great, but Carrion's not going to go away. And if Patricia keeps p- trying to do things the Patriots' way, you change ba- You don't use the same back all the time to doesn't right. happen. So i that's i think swift is better i just can't
1: if deandre swift went to a different team i would be much more on his bandwagon i think right. he went to a place where you're kind of like oh, is he going yeah. fun to watch but mm-hmm. you know
0: and with acres i mean <sighs> Gurley couldn't run behind that line last year so it's not sure that it's gonna be there
1: yeah he, he pretty much comes at the end of I, th- I think the oh there's two other guys at least on my list that uh will be the the starting running backs if you will like Darius guys, but he has injury concerns or whatever and then I have Matt Breda who I think will be the number one in Miami. So Cam well, Akers I mean, comes at the everyone, very end of the else, starting running backs. Jordan
0: Howard's I think ranked ahead of Breda. So
1: I think yeah I don't yeah. once again that is my yeah, own personal yeah. opinion on Breda but All right. So let's go he
0: won't he'll be 31 for us. He won't make the top thirty. Okay. So let's go twenty nine David Montgomery. He's thirty-two for you twenty-seven for me we are way low on David Montgomery. Um, Consensus wise, rank. Eh, Consensus wise, his rank is 24th, and ADP he's 25th.
1: Yeah, we're not. That I far just off.
0: we're not terribly far off. I just don't think he's any good. I know he's going to get opportunity, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's that great. I don't know if I've he, seen he,
1: everything from him no, yet. I mean, I, I was harsh on him, but that's because people came out with so much love last year. And and, that was part <laughs> of it. We
0: knew that wasn't quite real. And,
1: yeah, and, and Chicago, are they like? Is that situation getting better yeah. for him?
0: I don't really know that. I just don't feel great about making him my pick on any team. I just, I don't love it. So, I, but you know, I'm not going to say I will never draft him because there's situations definitely where I would draft him. It would happen. Sure. And I just don't go out of my way to make that happen.
1: I'll, I'll give him this. He, he did show in spurts that he has the the physical traits in order to make some of these, you know, NFL runs. He can break tackles. That's yeah. a thing
0: he can do. I mean, So it's if it's
1: they the really decide to stick with him, that would be yeah. the thing. If they really decide to stick with him, kind of like David Johnson or something, mm-hmm. then yeah, he's going to be definitely worth it. And he would probably jump up a little bit on this list for sure. Um, but you do have, you know, Cohen and um, I, mean, I don't know.
0: Co- Cohen's obviously his own, a different thing. It's a different but, thing. And so but,
1: you know that they're going to use him though, because you can't, so, it's not a 1A, I mean, 1B
0: thing. Montgomery um, he really doesn't have competition for like just the true, you know, <laughs> Regular, normal NFL running back. Cohen's a different thing. There is no real other competition. No. So that's why maybe we are underrating him because of the opportunity. That's
1: could be. Possible. I also know that other people like him more. <clears throat> and yeah. you know, yeah.
0: I just will never get him.
1: You throw, yeah, exactly. I'm never going to end up with him. I don't really, yeah. I don't think about him all that much. And then uh, to round out our top thirty is a uh, Kareem Hunt,
0: thirtieth for me, thirty first for you. We talked about him on last episode a little bit because of Chubb. Nick Chubb's a better running back, but Kareem Hunt's going to get an opportunity. And he does – okay, this is the thing where if something were to happen to Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt can jump up, and he becomes one of the best handcuffs you can get. So he just he's going to fall at number 30 for us because after this, the guys aren't really great. I mean, it's all these committees and rookies and different stuff like that. And like you said, Matt Breda wasn't going to be 31 for us. But I'll just say Matt Breda, he um, – consensus-wise, he is 35th. And he's ADP 37, while Jordan Howard is consensus 32. Mm -hmm. So
1: he's a good value for sure. So I think, and for Kareem Hunt as well, because it's been a while since we got to see him play, but his rookie year when he was with Kansas City, and this was with Alex Smith, um, he rushed 272 times for over 1,300 yards, eight touchdowns, caught the ball 53 times for. 455 yards and three touchdowns. Like He really was something to behold yeah. before you know he got himself into some trouble, and now he's on Cleveland. But it's really too bad. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's why I think he's so good. And even the year after that, he played 11 games, 100, 181 rushes for 824 yards, seven touchdowns, 370, 378 yards receiving, and seven touchdowns receiving. He was actually on pace to have a better year than his rookie year before all that went down. So, and and the last one I do want to ask you about because I feel like we talked about the guys that are considered to be the lead back. I almost I think we hit most of them. Yeah. The one that we did not is Sony Michelle. And it's a very yeah. interesting scenario, right? Because Patriots they do whatever the heck they want. But do you think that not having Tom Brady there anymore and having Cam Newton would actually free up some more carries if they implement anything near what they did with and I'm not saying they're going to have the same offense as Lamar Jackson. You know, Cam Newton is not the same player. But I do have to believe that they're going to lean on the run. And when they have, he has been impressive in in times.
0: Yeah, I guess the I guess the only worry with Michelle is is he healthy. I guess that's about it. He's I mean he's currently on the pup list. That that doesn't matter much. Is obviously. anyone healthy? We don't I mean, know right now. So he, he, they did put him on the pup list because he had a. He had foot surgery in May. So I guess that's the only worry is that he had foot surgery in May. What is he – is he going to be healthy? And he wasn't great. He only averaged like 3.7 yards a carry last year, I believe. So –
1: The year before that, he was much better than – He though. was. I mean, it's just – He was averaging 4.5. I guess I just wasn't
0: terribly overly impressed with him, and I just know the way the Patriots work. And maybe Damian Harris gets a shot. He could. That's always possible. And Burkhead's still not going anywhere. Yep. And James White's not going anywhere.
1: My big question is how does the offense change because of Cam Newton? We, we don't know, but he might know. be another one that would be value. Well, Cam still has to compete for that starting job. So I, I don't know if either one. Like you're gonna have. I feel like you have to run it either way more. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. But
0: all right, that will do it for running backs. We'll be back next week. We'll do some wide receiver rankings as we keep moving along in our preseason here. It would be nice to have some real preseason news, but there's just none of that right now. It's a weird, weird lead up to the season. Where none of us seem to know anything this year, but. That'll do it for this week. Talk to you guys next time.